So one time, a Zen master, Umon, held out his staff and said to the assembly, this staff has transformed itself into a dragon and swallowed the whole universe. Where are the mountains, the rivers, and the great earth? So what on earth is he talking about? Is he some kind of magician with his magic wand, or what? Zen master Uman was one of the greatest, most inspired, and most creative uh, teachers in the golden age of Zen back in the ninth century in China. Many, many people under his guidance and through his teaching were able to find deep peace and deep satisfaction in their lives. But his path, his teaching, was said to be a path of steepness. He, as it were, showed the ultimate and then invited the student to come up. He wasn't a teacher who, as it were, came down to the student's level and then led him up by the hand. He extended an invitation, as it were, from his true place. So, from Uman's enlightenment presence, he holds out his staff. He says to his assembled monks, this staff has transformed itself into a dragon and swallowed up the whole universe. So what is a staff? In Zen, the staff represents you. So a monk's staff is what sort of guides you down the path, what you use for your walking to progress along the way, represents you. How would it be for you to transform into a dragon? Now in East Asia, a dragon isn't necessarily some kind of enemy. In our Western culture, for example in this country, one of the oldest poems we have, Beowulf, culminates in a kind of a mighty battle where the hero fights against a dragon. We think of a dragon as the enemy, the symbol, the saint of this country, St. George, is always depicted fighting and killing a dragon. So the dragon is seen as an enemy. And the symbolism there, I think, is typically that the dragon in those ancient stories in, in the Western world, particularly in Britain and in um, Scandinavia, the dragon is the kind of the guardian of the treasures, holds the treasures, and as it were, is a kind of a, a point of attachment and trapping, as it were. When the dragon is killed, the treasure can flow through the universe. Now in East Asia, the dragon doesn't have so much that kind of hoarding quality. The dragon, you can think of it as the free and flowing life of the universe. When you, as a staff, transform into a dragon, you fully come alive. The life of the universe flows through you and as you. A very common subject of scroll paintings 
is a picture of Mount Fuji with a dragon rising in front of it. When you sit as you are now in meditation, when you truly sit in meditation, woof, the dragon appears within that deep mountain stillness of Mount Fuji, the dragon rises up. It's the same symbolism that Uman's pointing to here. In yoga, the spine is called Merudanda. Meru is the mountain at the center of the universe, like Mount Fuji. Danda means stick or staff. Your spine, when you're sitting in meditation, is the center of the universe. When you allow the dragon to really come alive, when you go from a dried up old stick to who you really are, to your real life flooding and pouring and dancing through you, then you know what it means for Mount Fuji and the dragon to appear in the same picture. You know what it means for the staff to become a dragon. Now more than this, Uman says, the dragon, not only does the staff transform into a dragon, but then the dragon swallows the whole universe. And Uman asks, now, when the dragon has swallowed the whole universe, where are the mountains, the rivers, and the great earth? Now there's a time in your practice, in your meditation, when you will swallow the whole universe. When you swallow the whole universe, when the dragon swallows the whole universe, the dragon also swallows the dragon. The staff swallows the dragon. It's like everything comes down to a zero point. Perhaps this is what they mean about uh, one way of talking about what happens before the Big Bang. On a personal level, it's very much that way. There can be a, usually it's a very short time, but there's a moment when your practice goes deep, when everything blinks off. And then out of that comes a new you, a new universe, a new dragon. Not only does the dragon swallow the whole universe, but the dragon also spits out the whole universe. And actually, your life, <clears throat> as you allow this dimension to become more and more prominent, can alternate between this swallowing and this spitting out. If you like this death and this rebirth, moment by moment, day by day, breath by breath. And the importance of these two dynamics, the swallowing and the spitting out, are that they all happen together. When the staff is just the dead staff, when you are just you, inevitably you live in the world of me and the universe, the world of conflict, the world of separation, the world of split. When 
everything is swallowed. It's everything. There's no split. There's no separation. When everything is spat out, there's no split. There's no separation. As your practice goes on, the gap, the perceived gap between me and the universe, that feeling of being a stranger in a strange land, of being a separated, isolated, limited, fallible human being, all that can just and a whole new perspective, a whole new magnificent life can dawn. The staff can 100% become a dragon. That's you. When you allow this to happen, your life becomes fulfilled. Now, Back in the 17th century in Japan, a very important teacher in our line, the Zen master Hakuin, um, used to, when he had successful students, um, particularly lay students that he didn't see very often, when they were successful, he would give them a kind of a certificate, a, a, a painting of a, a staff at the point of turning into a dragon. And he would present this, he would inscribe it, and he would tell them that they're a member of the Dragon Staff Assembly, that they'd actually stepped into a new life, a new relationship to the universe. Now, a couple of years ago, our teacher, Shinzen Roshi, had his 80th birthday and did some artworks for it. One of them was a Dragon Staff certificate. Here's, an ex here's a print of it um, up on the wall. Please come and look closely. We have the staff at the moment of transforming into a dragon. Now we have a, um, a very specific retreat process that we do when we want to, as it were, cross this threshold from the dead staff into the living dragon. And uh, for people who have studied the five questions or the five koans that we explore in that retreat process, I'm going to present you with a dragon staff certificate. I'm going to make you a member of the dragon staff assembly. So I wanted to let you guys know first, um, you could have one of these hanging on your wall. Now, obviously, you don't need any kind of certificate when you allow yourself to come truly alive, when you allow the dragon to begin to fly. You don't need any certificate. You don't need anybody to give you a pat on the head. Nevertheless, us humans being how we are, it's, it can be motivating, it can be helpful, it can be a useful thing to keep yourself going because at times this process can be a little bit of a slog. The price tag in doing this work is facing yourself fully as you are. Now, we live in a very distracted society. We live in a world in which we have almost every condition aligned 
to avoid having to face ourselves fully and freely. Now when we come to do this, when we come to really see in depth and detail who and how we are, it can be uncomfortable. But if we keep doing it, something interesting happens. I wrote a poem years ago about if you come to look in a pond, you see your reflection in the pond. You see yourself. Now, most people don't really like looking at themselves very much. Some people really like looking at themselves, but most people don't that much. And certainly when it's in terms of inner confrontation. But if you keep looking, if you keep looking at that pond, sooner or later you can see through the reflection and you'll see the fish swimming underneath. That's when the dragon starts to awake. Because in the ancient symbolism around the dragon, the Yellow River in China has a very important waterfall called the Dragon Gate. And the carp, same as the carp you find in a pond, the carp, as they swim up river, they have to jump. And when they, when they are successful in their jump, the ancient symbolism is that they turn into a dragon. When you're willing to, as it were, swim up river against the, the kind of tendencies to, to unconsciousness, to, to not facing how things are, to, to not being present with this very moment and every aspect of that reality when you're willing to, as it were, go against the stream, then you can jump that waterfall. The carp, that plain old little fish, turns into a dragon. So please make this jump, make this shift. Please let the dragon fly.